everybody. It is Dave and Jeff. Does that sound weird to you? Uh, no. Sound echo to you? I'll, usually, you're the one that says that. Yeah, mine sounds really loud. You sound low. Really? Again. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. Adjust your headphones. <sighs> okay, look. I want to punch you in the face. I'm going to so, punch you. You're, you're fucking 80 yards away from where we sit. It feels God. Like I'm almost, to me, it almost sounds like I'm talking through your mic. No, well, I don't know. Away. Is your mic on? Yeah, my mic is on. It's registering. We'll leave it the way it is. It could yeah, be Yeah, you're headphones. fine. I'm just saying, when you say adjust your headphones, we share the same fucking headphone, Jeff. God, you that's asshole. nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah. About time country comes together, Dave. <laughs> so much strain on relationships. And here you and I are. Yeah. Like a couple of pals, a couple of buddies. Sharing a headphone jack because we're too goddamn cheap to buy a better mixer. That's right. <laughs> Had the same mixer for nine years on this show. What's going on? You know, I've been, I, I, I have to say yeah. that day job has been so busy pretty much since March. Yeah. But it's been incredibly busy the last couple of days because one of our good guys uh, left the nest. He, he left california he's joining the team in north carolina so okay. we're down a guy right now and i have to say dave it there's never been a better time in america to be away from social media to be away from the tv because it feels like this is about time every night we're we're closer to nine than we are eight o'clock and you tune in and you go god damn for two straight nights it's red 253 213 let's get this yes. thing going it has stayed the same number i have Jeff, honestly, I've spent, I'd say I've slept an average of three and a half hours in the last couple of days per night. Okay? Who's getting more sleep, you or Trump? Oh, that's a great question. It's funny you said this. My wife and I had this conversation saying if we were running, okay, mm -hmm. let's say it was our family, you aren't sleeping, but at the same time, you better find somewhere to sleep because when they do announce the winner, whether you, you win better or lose, look good, you better fucking look good and you better be alert. You better not sound like an asshole. So, <laughs> but, but honestly, I mean, you and I have both said this on, on the show for a long time. And as long as you and I have known each other, it's one of those things we like this. Oh yeah. I mean, we're into it. We watch the debates. We, yeah. We're into it, it, which is kind of funny. It was my major in, in college was political science and to, to sit there and follow it. I, I have a passion for it. And I remember in school there was... I think it was, it might have been Clinton and Bush. Okay. And we're going at it. And I thought yeah. it was fascinating to take those classes during a presidential election. But as far as watching this, and you're looking at the numbers, as Jeff just mentioned, we're looking at the TV. It's 253, 213. Probably when you hear this show, it's going to be 253, 213. <laughs> yeah. and I mean, nothing fucking changes. I've spent my entire time looking at this fucking TV. It's wild, and right? It bothers me because you just said a second ago that things are really busy at work. You haven't yeah. had time to stare at no. this. Nothing. And yet, nothing has changed from what I've experienced and what you experienced. I've it's like watching a game, college basketball game, a TV timeout. I'm stuck on the TV timeout. You haven't missed a damn thing. Uh, you've watched the entire game. I came with the minute to go. Game's a little bit in the lead, but still up uh, for debate. And you and I watched the same thing. Yes, I, yeah, you yeah. haven't missed jack shit. No, I've I wasted missed so much of my life, and it doesn't really affect me if I turn it on on Saturday morning or if I watch the entire week, which I've done. Yeah. Like an idiot. It's been, I think it's been really good. Here's, there's so many things that I've seen, and this is the funniest one that I've, I've seen, which I hate to put a needle in this bubble, but a lot of people have mentioned, boy, oh boy, it's about time for all these Fox people to shut up. They're all going to shut up. They're going to eat their sandwich. Actually not. Because 
I feel the parallels between when we used to do Charger postgame shows and if Joe Biden happens to win this thing, what's going to happen for Fox, uh, Vice President Hannity and all Tucker Carlson, that little dipshit, and the rest of them, Dave, they're they're loving life. It's much easier being the person that gets a criticized instead of the person that has to say Correct. things are going great when you really know they aren't. Correct. And now you can spend the next four years. I just think if I was those guys, I would tell tell them to tread real lightly as far as how deep they jump in on the lawsuits for Pennsylvania, Arizona, everything else. Because it sure doesn't feel like any of those are valid. No. And if Trump gets voted out, you might be the guy left on the island because he's going to go to Mar-a-Lago and play a lot of golf and just kind of drop out of uh, public eye. And you still have to be on every night for an hour. And look, I, I don't think any of these guys on any of these channels are too worried about their credibility. But I would just say, and, and I would say, Dave, too, for anybody Republican in the Senate, uh, man, I'd be real, real cautious about how strong a leash I hitched to that wagon because if it goes as people think, people a lot smarter than you and I, uh, again, you might be the guy. Trump's not going to do anything for you. He's not going to well, bail you that's out. That's what I was going to say. Here, Here's <clears throat> the, the honest fact of it. As cold as this might sound, it's like working in a business where, let's say, one of your bosses is fired. Yeah. There's no point in showing any loyalty to that guy once he's out the door because they then made your decision for a reason. And yeah. if you want to remain you're absolutely right you're done so you're going to see a ton of people in the party that will sit there and completely change direction and hitch their name to the next wagon because they want a long political career too so right now when you look at what what's happening here's the most interesting thing about that which makes 100 percent sense what you said what i just said makes sense that if this is my business i'm in my 40s and my 50s yeah and i'm going to sit there and i want to be basically in politics till the day i die i want to be with the winner yeah the talk now is, in four years, Trump is running again. Well, I saw that. I don't know what I would like to see for the party is I'd like the party to take the next four years and hit the reset button. And what I mean by that is McConnell, find a way to move him out. I don't know how easy that would be because he retains his seat. Uh, guys like Lindsey Graham, you got to find a way to re-energize the GOP, you re-energize the GOP and the GOP is going to stomp the Democrats. You just have to have the right people in there to do it. So, and uh, no, I think nobody, the two guys you mentioned aren't going anywhere, I, but they got to find younger, stronger, more likable, less slimy. And they're not fucking Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz. You got to find guys in this party, man, that are going to bring a little life to it. And the guys that are there right now, are these old stooges and and a bunch of lightweights like Rubio and Cruz. Don't you think both parties think the same thing? We need a younger group of guys to generate basically enthusiasm. But, I mean, look at the two guys that ran. One guy's 77, the other guy's 74. Now, on the on the Democratic side, it gets really interesting, right? Because in four years, you can't Biden's not coming back. No. He'll be 98. <laughs> so now you go from the Democratic side, you go all right, so Kamala seems to be the next one to step in. But then you got Andrew Cuomo waiting in the wings too, right? How does he do coming in? I just, I'm waiting, Dave, to see who the next energetic candidate is from the Republican side. Because I just feel like 
I just feel like, man, you watch what's happened in these Senate races, what's happened in the presidential race. Yeah. And I think Trump turned off a lot of people in the Republican Party. But I think if you find somebody to come back in, uh, you can get it back. I just I don't necessarily trust the leadership at the top of the party right now. They all they all seem very locked in 1973. No, I think politics right now is a disaster. Again, my my choice, and I know you said you agreed with the same thing, was you get rid of both parties and you have people run on their own yeah. merit. Because there's not someone that's 100% in on everything the Republicans or the Democrats do. Yeah, then we just vote people yeah. in. And I think, honestly, I think the Republicans are much better fighters. I think the Democrats are horrible fighters. I think they have they- a much more loyal, uh, passionate fan base for the most part. Not saying that there's not passion on either side. It just feels like there's more uh, in red than blue, yeah. in my opinion. But it's been, look, man, this has been really wild. And I think all of us... Uh, when we were here Tuesday night, I think a lot of us heading into Tuesday had hit the wall. And now I think a lot of people are re-energized yeah. on both sides. But it is funny. I mean, I, like, I saw a very funny tweet today that said, isn't it amazing that Trump only feels that there's been voter fraud in the states where he's of losing? Which is a sign of the biggest loser of all time. Yeah. Right? He didn't complain about Texas. No. I mean, it's like, dude, do you ever play play youth sports where you shook hands at the end of a game? Yeah. I mean, what the fuck's wrong with you? No, yeah, man. It's the way it is. And, and it's the one thing that I have said. I've never seen anyone else ever do that. Well, as, as somebody who grew up in that party, I'll tell you, I'm able to think by myself. I'm able to look and go, look, this isn't who I want representing my party, who I want representing me, my kids, anything else. He's a fucking embarrassment. And, and that's the thing that bothers me the most is somebody who registered as a Republican. Look, I voted both sides of the aisle. I just did it on Tuesday night. But when you look at that and you go, okay, what does the ballot say? The ballot says that you're registered as a Republican. And the thing that frustrates me the most is nobody calls him on anything. Nobody calls him on the bullshit or the embarrassment that he's caused. And if you're that blindly loyal to him, fuck, that's more on you than it is him. I say it all the time. You're like fucking Jim Jones. Drink the Kool-Aid, you fucking stooge. Like, would you, seriously, when you look at it, Dave, and you go, the way he treated John McCain, the different shit that he says just day to day, what he, the way he's acted in the last 48 hours. If you honestly look at that and go, yeah, I'm all in. That's my guy. <laughs> Holy cow, man. That's more, I, I just, I'm sorry. I still, whoever yep. listens, I still like you. I, I just I'm more concerned about you than I am him. He's freaking nuts. Yeah, what I, are you? Well, I, what did, what, I think it was a bad sign when he protested the Emmys that he didn't get an Emmy for the Apprentice. <laughs> I love the Apprentice. And, and I'm hey like, God, this fucking guy. I'm like, dude, is it that important for you to get an Emmy? I okay. I'm gonna fight that fight. Who oh do my you, God. Who do you lose to? The guy from Amazing Race? That guy who shows it, up at the end? It doesn't matter who the fuck he lost. It's like, dude, calm down. You got a TV show on NBC. You're making a shitload of money. He he deserved the oh win. Oh my God. Did now this was the funny that show was great. Did you ever watch Celebrity Apprentice? No, not the celebrity one, the regular one. Uh, the regular one was boring to me. Uh, that, see that that to me that was one of those where the celebrities were running like none of these people need a fucking job. He what ran them all run, up. Run a project in Chicago. You don't think you don't think Brett Michaels needed the job? <laughs> yeah, sure. Kirstie Paul Alley. Rubens. Yeah. Who else was in there? Kirstie Alley did need the job. Yeah. Uh, can, those pizzas aren't delivered for free. Paul Rodriguez. Paul Rodriguez. <laughs> I didn't see any of those. Dude. 
<laughs> all those guys. What the hell's going on? They had them all. I think Estrada probably was made it. it. Eric yeah. Estrada was on there? Yeah, they oh, had all these. Sounds like a great show. It was awesome. Jesus. Joe Tessitore. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look, I'll say this. On that show, yeah. he was he was nails on that show. He really was. He was so great on that show. Ivanka would show up. Junior showed up. That Stu Jarek never showed up. That was the funniest thing. Look, if you're all in on Trump, this would be the only thing I would say to you. You know he's not that committed to the fight in Pennsylvania when he sends fucking Giuliani and Eric up there to fight the fight. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> but And maybe it's just he goes, I don't have anybody else to send. But when you're listening to Eric yell in the microphone, you're like, oh, God, uh-oh, this, this, is, this is a bad sign. And Giuliani, boy, oh, boy, the guy lost all credibility. Sure did. Right? Sure did. I mean, he was a hero, man, Got 20 years ago. So, all right, so quick question for you as, yeah. as, before we move on. Mike Pence, is he the guy that you want to see running? No, God, no. God, no. Right? There's no way. What happens to him? Well, I don't know. Let's see. Where's he, he going? He was in charge of two things. He'll probably do afternoons on Kogo with the mile. Probably. He, he was in charge of two things. He was in charge of COVID. Remember, he uh, handled it yeah. to him. He's, he's going to be on top of it. Yeah. Didn't go so well. No. And then he was on top of the Space Force. Oh, Jesus. And so um, <laughs> I feel like, though, at least in fairness to Pence for COVID, I feel like he was at least respectful of Fauci. I'm not yeah. saying he got it anywhere because he can't. Not. And, and I, thought, handcuffed. I, I wonder if Trump set him up knowing that there's no way you're going to have success. Uh, I wonder if Trump blames Pence. Yeah, I'm not a Pence guy for two things I think are bizarre. One is, and you, there should be an anger issue over it, but I don't know where anybody thinks. I'll just think for myself. When he's the one that passed that law that you don't have to basically treat gay people the same way. You don't have to deliver pizza to a gay person. In Indiana, right? In Indiana. And then the other Probably one. never go to Indiana, Dave. That's it. That's, I support all my friends that right. want pizza and get a wedding cake. and That's it. Yeah. And then the other one was he calls his wife mother, which is bizarre. That's creepy. That is creepy as hell. You can't be around a woman you see naked and call her mother. <laughs> right? And he, right. Can't, and he can't be in a room by himself with a woman. That's the deal he has. Well, that's kind of like you. That's, <laughs> that's not like me you at should. all. You should that's, that's, connect with him there. That's nuts. The guy is funny. You mentioned on the other side, on the Democratic side, the two guys. First of all, Cuomo completely missed his opportunity. He should have run this year. Yeah. Well, that was his well. best best chance. I mean, strike while the iron's hot. You ever hear that fucking phrase, idiot? Everybody loved you during COVID talk. But the guy I liked was the guy who, Joe Kennedy the third, the one who had like the, the shit on the side of his mouth. Oh, yeah. Remember the redhead? Yeah. I thought he was a guy that was going to start jumping in, but he's kind of fizzled out. You don't see him anywhere. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's it's tough. It it's a grind. It's a ton of money. It's it's just I mean, mentally it just beats you up, right? Everything else that you have to do. Uh I man, I give credit to any of these guys to go through it. I mean, Trump has the dough and the ego to do it, but uh it's just it's crazy. But it's funny. I'm going out of town tomorrow night. I'm taking my kids 5.30 tomorrow night. We're going up to L.A., spending Friday, Saturday, Sunday up there, just get away for their birthday. And uh, and my son said to me today, he goes, hey, Dad, you think by the time we're coming home it's over? I go, I have no idea. <laughs> but you know what, Dave? I will say this, man. I, I agree with everybody. Count every fucking vote. Yes, that's what you're supposed to do. Count every vote. You're an it, American citizen. You pay taxes. Your vote should count. Yeah. I, I mean, come on. Now, 
I also, and listen, a lot of the states, because they had Republican leadership, wouldn't let, them, wouldn't let anybody count early. So that in Pennsylvania, that's the biggest problem. You couldn't start. You had all the votes that came in, and you couldn't start them until Tuesday. So, I mean, at least in California, they were able to count them as it went on. But uh, goddamn, Darren had the funniest line today. I was listening to Darren, and he's like, hey, what's your problem, Alaska? When you look up there, you, you forget, right? You see Pennsylvania. Look at Maine still open, too. fuck's going on up in Maine? <laughs> uh, right? Maine looks like it's gray to me, Dave. Are they still waiting to be? I thought deal? Maine was already locked down. I don't know why it's gray. On, right now we have it on the CNN channel because they're showing the map. But okay, yeah. I mean. It's gray, but I thought I thought uh, the Democrats already got Maine. It's not worth jack shit, but they got it. Yeah. But then, anyways, I, I think Alaska's, it's cool. I don't know why Alaska's not red. Everyone knows it's red. Yeah. Seems to be, right? But uh, I thought Darren was funny today calling out Alaska because you're like, oh, yeah, what the f What are they yeah. waiting on? They delivering those votes with the Iditarod? What the hell is taking so long up there? But um, but I, this is the thing that I, I like. I feel like at the end, yeah. uh, if Biden wins, I think there'll be a little bit of grumbling and then eventually, so Trump may not show up to the you know transition of power. All right, so be it. Yeah, it makes it easier for the other guy. Yeah, just get out. Like, just go, <laughs> right? Get out. Beat it. Beat it, scrub. You're a loser. What would your dad say? <laughs> what, uh, would your dad say? what would your dad say? He'd tell you you lost, you big jerk. <laughs> but um but it feels like, I mean, I hope I'm right. It feels like when this thing's done, and maybe it's because it's stretched out as long as it did, that I think if this had been announced Tuesday night, maybe there's a little bit of, you know, little Donnie Brooks around town. Now I feel like it, it should be relatively Do you really? I hope. Here's my biggest fear. I'll say it because it's our podcast. If I was on the radio, I'd probably get in trouble from our bosses for saying it for saying it out loud. Okay. I'm honestly afraid something bad is going to happen. Not you cannot like looting. I'm talking about an assassination attempt. Oh Jesus! Yeah, well, it's terrible to say, but dude, a lot of people seem to know have zero problem showing what they think in front of cameras and with guns, and it might be some jackass out there. I mean, I'd be extremely uh, fearful. Well, I listen. I had a buddy who tried out for this Secret Service. Those guys, man, they're unbelievable. Yeah. They really are. I got are. it, but even Reagan got shot. No, I got it, but that 1980. What do you say? They're, they're faster now? Goddamn right they are. Goddamn gazelles. I mean, Dave, 40 years ago, I mean, you had different access, right? I mean, he just walked out on that street in D.C. Yeah. Like, pretty, pretty wild. He could just walk right out. But you see it. You'll see it on in January. I mean, whoever wins, whether it's Biden or Trump, they're going to walk right up right up yep. the avenue. They always do. They always do. But, God, nah, we, no matter who wins, red or blue, God damn, that's the last thing this of fucking country. Nobody wants to see no, that. No, but I'm just saying yeah. an attempt, any, oh, God, that'd be just the when worst. You're, you know, when you're seeing the, these people that are losing their gutting mind, you see the guy that ran up yesterday with the no sleeves and the barbecue yeah. shirt and all that shit yelling. Yeah. <laughs> you're going... What the hell just happened here? How did this guy get so close to the podium? Like, what, yeah. the, what the fuck's happening? Yeah, we just need we just need to be able to just punch people again. But it, I tell you what, as much as as we're looking at this and, and all these votes seem like crazy close, and and same thing for everyone else has been looking at the whole week. Yeah, isn't there a part of you, no matter which way it goes, that you still go, 
man, there's a lot of close to 50% in this country. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, right? like, wild. Like, as much as you think in your mind and you're teaching your boys what you yeah. think is right and wrong, even on race relations, Yeah, and you're going, fuck, we aren't where I thought we were. That's no, not even close. We aren't even close to where I thought we were. No, I don't think we will be either. No, no matter who gets in, right? I, I don't think if Biden gets in, you're going to no. see this overall change in the not. way people behave. I just think it became... 100% acceptable to wear it on your sleeve. Whoever you want to be, whoever you want to hate, go for it. Nobody's going to question you. I think a lot of people don't wear it on their sleeve. I think a lot of people are those guys on Twitter that, that have some, you know, French toe 099 instead of using their real name. Yeah, but, I, they, but Dave, you've seen it. I mean, you've seen it. I mean, how many I mean, people have, I'll, say, I'll tell this to you. When they do mm -hmm. the polling in the past, okay, yeah. not kind of these two elections, meaning 16 and 20. Yeah. In the past, the polling has always been extremely accurate. It's never been wrong. Yeah. It couldn't be more wrong the last two elections. That means people are saying one thing and doing something else. Yeah, here's here's another You're challenge. You're a lot of racists. That's all I'm saying. The challenge is, so when La Mesa got burned down, and by the way, credit to the FBI that arrested the two guys that burned down the Chase Bank. Good. I get it. You're innocent until proven guilty, but they feel pretty confident. And if those guys did it, see you later, man the felony and off you go there was a group that started coming together within the first couple of days of unrest in la mesa oh, uh, just crank that up as loud as you need hey, don't worry about it all right jeffrey tubin how do you know his first name it's just so funny it's been around for 40 years so there was a group <clears throat> when la mesa was in trouble that was calling themselves Defend East County. Yeah. And basically what these were were guys that were <clears throat> showing up in pickup trucks. Yeah. And they were going out to the Vaughn Center and they were going up and down the village. And they were camping out their trucks in front of the local businesses. And they were like, nobody's going to come in and hit this place with a hammer. And you go, well, goddamn, look at that. It's kind of wild, right? It's like old school, old school Curtis Lewa guardian angel type things. Well, then you find out this group started off where everybody was upset. And I said, hey, man, I live in La Mesa. Yeah. My kids live in La Mesa. Fuck you. I'm sorry for what happened across the country. It doesn't mean you have the right to go in and kick in the plate against sports or the roundtable pizza or Crazy Fred's or anyplace else. Those guys didn't have anything to do with what happened. So fuck you if you think that gives you an open door to go burn down the Vons or the Chase Bank. And if these guys are going to keep you the fuck out, get the fuck out. And you go, all right, that's cool, man. Good. And then you figure everything calms down. Those guys go back. Well, now there's a huge thing that those guys are going all around town just looking to start shit. You're like, God damn, man. Like even when you, and it's probably naive on my part, but at least for that day, businesses where I know the owners, they stepped up and protected it and kept any further damage from happening. I loved it. It's where my kids go. We've been going there for 10 years. But then when you hear, oh, they're going to any Black Lives Matter protest, which is a peaceful protest, and now they're looking to, I mean, the reports are, inside violence. Yes. You go, fuck, man. Yeah, and that's, Dave, that's why I say you wear it on your sleeve. They're putting it on fucking Facebook post to the point that Facebook had to shut them down. So... No, I think I think it's become very acceptable to openly hate people. Yeah. And 
support people that openly hate people and don't give a shit. And uh, and you go, God damn, like, where are we? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who are those fucking guys? The the something boys. What are those guys called? Oh, Not the, 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 the ones that Trump was talking about? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to point. Yeah, you know, basically telling them stand said. by. Yeah. And then stand down, stand by, stand down, stand by. And again, you go, okay, that's who he is. But a lot of people that I like and I've trusted through my life that are Trump supporters, you're like, you back that? That's who you are? You back that shit? Fuck you. Well, that's where I was back when the whole thing happened in Charlotte, was when the whole Nazi thing happened. Yeah. When he said there are good people on both sides. Right. Well, right. And that's your guy? Yeah, those are Nazis. Yeah. So you're telling, that's your guy, right? So when I go that anybody who's had an impact in my life that looks different from me, if, if you met them and we're down in, uh, in Carolina or Georgia or anywhere else, Minneapolis, if we're on one side of the fence, me and this person, not naming names, <clears throat> you're going to be on the other side. That's what you're telling me right now. Just make it clear because I, I couldn't give less of a fuck where the president's at. I don't deal with him. But if you're saying, no, hey, man, sorry, I don't support you and I don't support your friends of color, fuck off. I don't need you. Adios. There's the door. I, I like knowing you. I never need you again. Have you had to cut anybody off Facebook that was a friend of yours oh, that you said, uh, you know what, this person's batshit crazy and I didn't know it? Um. Well, the thing is, I, I think I've avoided getting emotional about it. I just see these people that. I don't respond, but I, I like to I like to see what people think. Yeah, I mean, I just see these people that write these long four or five paragraph statements on either side, right? Yeah. What, what, what do you think? Somebody's sitting there and go, oh. Great point. Great point, Rex. Now I get it. I mean, I, I stopped following Rex Chapman. He burned me. He, he I really? Got, I got burned I out Rex on Chapman. him. Rex Chapman always makes me laugh. Uh, yeah, but it was like... Well, the political stuff you can skim through, but usually it's always something great about a dog or a kid. Well, I like those. It's all good. 90% of that is basically a feel-good video, you know? Yeah, but then it's just like, dude, I get it. Like, it's fine. My point being is I'm capable enough of making a decision at this point in my life where I don't need Rex Chapman or the 90 people on Facebook uh, or any of these other dipshits on Twitter telling me the way I should think or I should vote. And, and that's it. You know what's interesting to me about a guy like Rex Chapman? I mean, the guy's like Mr. Kentucky. Actually, won oh, yeah. Mr. Kentucky in basketball. Amazing and story. He, yeah, he's, I mean, the guy's a hero in that state. Well, in the state, 90% of the people don't think the way Rex Chapman thinks. Yeah. But you talk about wearing it on your sleeve. Yeah. He doesn't hide back. You go ahead and tell me fuck you all you want. You once cheered for me, and this is the way I feel. And he stands by his own beliefs. Shouldn't you be getting drugs out of the back of a pickup, Rex? Yeah, no, you know, they always got, yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, they, yeah, they throw that shit back at him. But no, just, uh, goddamn, Dave, what happens sooner? This thing gets wrapped up or we get the NBA going? Oh, my God. This thing, that's a great question, actually. That's a good prop bet right there because this thing could drag out as far as you know to January. You know, I you'd know. like to believe it would be over in, uh, in, in by Saturday. I don't but, think there's that passionate a fight on the Republican and, side. And that's the thing. Can he get the guys to sit there and chase them? Because no. his whole idea was, I'm going to turn the Supreme Court in my favor. I don't think it ever gets to the Supreme Court. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah. It, it just, I mean, you're seeing other states right now saying, Michigan, Wisconsin, fuck off. Yeah, dude, like, we're not doing anything. And I think that's the thing. The longer it drags on, 
Dave, we live in a 24-hour news cycle. We live in a TMZ world. We want everything today. We don't have time. You don't want to read the book. You just want to read the recap, right? You want everything in 240 characters. And now this thing has drug out, and you're like, well, I was so pissed on Tuesday night. I'll tell you what, fucking what? But then the bachelorette came on, and she gave that goddamn flower to Thad. And I said, what in the shit is this? And then Real Housewives came on. Real Housewives of Scranton. And I said, what in the fuck happened? Wait, it's still 253, 213? <laughs> and then goddamn Monday Night Raw came on. And that sack of shit Roman Reigns did that. Nobody cares, man. You have the attention span of about 10 minutes. Let me know when it's over. My friend Mariana. I think there's some pretty good heated things coming on Facebook. I think that's, to me, that's why I kept everybody. I didn't dump one person. Well, I wanted to see people go at it. Well, I think, though, it goes back to what we were saying about the passion on either side of the aisle. I think people are very passionate. When you say nobody cares, I think people really do care. But had Trump been ahead right now, if the numbers as we sit here on Thursday night were reversed, if it's Trump 253 to Biden 213, I think the Trump supporters are loud and obnoxious on social media. And the Democratic people right now are Joe Biden nice. They're double gunning. That's they're, funny. That's what I see on And Facebook. I think, too, I think right now, I think they're nervous. I think they're optimistic, but I think they're nervous, right? Yeah. Everybody says, hey, Biden's closing in. Here we go. This and that. But until they actually see 270, until they actually see more than, I mean, you look at the different numbers, I think, on Yahoo, they have them at like 268. They got them at some crazy number. Um. I just think everybody's kind of sitting on their hands waiting for it to happen. And then, and then, unfortunately, which is kind of sad, then I think Trump just becomes a sideshow, right? Does Trump, uh, let's say Trump does lose, okay? Mm -hmm. how, how far does he stand? You said he might not stay for the crossover to Biden, like the famous writing the note, leaving it in the yeah. desk of how to do it. They always do it. Oh, yeah, he won't do any of that. Is he out by Thanksgiving? Fuck it. I'm not staying. He just changes the locks. <laughs> Get the fucking spray paint shit on the wall. Yeah. Sleepy Joe. Sleeps here. Sleepy Joe. He just puts black lights in all <laughs> through the White House. But dogs playing poker. Posters. Replaces all the fucking presidential portraits. <laughs> with like Velvet Elvis. John Gilliam of the Vikings. All kinds of great portraits. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. It'll be great. Just puts up all his framed jersey collection, right? Doug Flutie of the Generals. Puts up his WWE Hall of Fame plaque in the wall. And just <laughs> funny as hell. Right? Yeah. And just starts taking all those posters and just starts fucking breaking them right over Pence's head. <laughs> Bang! Sack of shit, Michael. What am I going to do with all these red ties, you asshole? Now what? <laughs> oh, where am I going? How do you like... I got to ask you this question. I know people can't see what we're looking at. We're looking at the CNN TV. But right now, breaking news, okay? Yeah. Nation awaits a winner. Biden closes in. This thing changes thing. all the time. Yeah. How would you like that to be your job? Did well, Jeff, we need you to write a breaking news headline. Nothing's fucking happened for 48 hours, but every, every basically hour and a half, you need to write a new one. Well, the funny part for me for the last 48 hours is I judge the guys at the board because it's either John King on CNN or Steve Kornicki on NBC, right? Well, those guys at some point have to go get a five-hour energy right. 
and, and get a Chick Fil A or or hanging out at Five Guys. Yeah, get a rub down. <laughs> then they bring in some other slappy, right? And he's sitting there, and he's you know what he's doing. He's like, "This is my big break," and we're just like, "Come on, get out of here!" Or you go and you go. John King's not there. Kornecki's not. Who do they have doing it on Fox? I don't Chris know. Wallace. You know, it's funny. When I flipped over to Fox, they aren't even talking about it. They're going in no. other directions. They're fucking Fuck around. No, doing hurricane coverage. Yeah, they're doing. They got Geraldo on somewhere. Yeah. They got Geraldo at they the do. wall. Dude, uh, but yeah, I mean, when you're watching, you're like, nothing's going on. Yeah. If something was going on, Kornecki would be there. John yeah. King would be there. When they got this little twerp, nothing's happening. Nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, you just sit there and, and wait it out. I'm with you. I think uh, going back to what you first said, because we've talked to a ton of people. They got the My Pillow guy. At the- oh yeah, this fucking guy with his million commercials. The My Pillow guy always always goes to every break first. We just flipped over to Fox. So you, uh, but, but what you said, it is a lot easier but, for Fox if the Republicans. But Dave, I, on Fox, I know they have the number higher. It's always been that way. But they have Biden at two sixty four. Yeah, yeah, it jumped yesterday up to like two sixty four. And and we were watching CNN and two, CNN had them at two fifty three. So who are they giving yeah. them that has eleven? They're giving I, them Arizona. I think it's Arizona. Must be that's Arizona, that's, right? That's the one that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, there they go. Yeah. All right. Wow. Wow. If you're Trump right now, you're like you just kick get, something. Get Roger Ailes back yeah. here. Get Roger on the phone, Eric. It's in, it's in He's in dead, Mexico. Daddy. Oh, you leave Baron off the table. <laughs> little dude, man. He's not a little dude anymore. He's a giant. Have you seen this kid? But he's still in high school, right? Yeah, he's huge. He could give Topher a run for his money. Big oh, yeah. kid. He'll be running for president. He will be. Look at the picture of Trump they use on Fox. Why is he so I know they, they said they've been yelling at them, too. He looks like John Gruden. All pissed off at Derek Carr. That, somebody I saw somebody, uh, a Republican, complaining today. What the hell's Fox's problem? You're not helping them. I like when they showed the, everybody that got a presidential vote, and then there's Kanye in the corner. It's just a blacked-out picture, but it says Kanye. And someone's oh. like, really? You couldn't find a picture of Kanye? Yeah. Like, you never fuck? see him? <laughs> what, the hell's, what the hell's happening? One of the lines that made me laugh was, the only way Trump gets to 270 is if he loses 50 pounds. Oh, made it personal. That's not acceptable. I tell you what, I'm not gonna lie. I hope by this time next year, Celebrity Apprentice is back. <laughs> they should bring it back. All they the can honor. bring back all the people that lost. Barbara Bree, <laughs> great would that be? She could come in. Everybody else, just bring them all in. Who Think else Eric could be that makes it back on the show? No, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> you think Eric knows that he's thought of as the dipshit? Uh. I don't think he wants to believe it. I mean, Silent Live does a pretty good job making him the dumb one. Well, yeah, but Junior's got to know too, right? I'm worried about Junior. Like, I'm worried about that Can dude. Can you see Junior running? No. Oh, fuck no. Why did you say no? It's not what Dad wants him to do? Yeah, he. I don't think those dudes, man. I don't think anybody in that family. I think they probably dug being on Celebrity Apprentice, right? Because he came in, probably got laid. Right. Yeah. Probably banged a couple of chicks from you know CNBC and life was fine. I don't. I don't. I don't think those dudes like any. Would you like that? Do you want to be part of any of that? I am curious. To He's know. banging that chick from Fox News Channel. Yeah. Uh, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Who used to be married to Gavin Newsom, which is crazy as fuck. All right. She Who, changed guys and political parties. Oh boy. All right, Dave. Quick debate. Was she better with Newsom or with Junior? 
dude, I don't know, man. I don't trust a girl that could switch like that. Junior does that hunting, man. I'm not a big yeah. game. I'm not a big fan of that. No. But Newsom, he's a fucking empty suit. You don't like haircut? You don't like haircut? Him? That guy running around making Katie Mosier cry, <laughs> getting her all emotional. Nah, she, nah, she might have to wait for the third lap around the track, right? <laughs> she might be over for 2 right now. Yeah, I forgot Junior's into always, you know, killing lions and shit. There's, yeah, no bad, there's not nothing cool. cool in that. No. But uh, but if he brings back Celebrity Apprentice, right, brings it back to Peacock streaming, Dang. fires Arsenio again. <laughs> Was Arsenio on the show? Yes. Fuck. God damn. I'm Why would I watch that show? Why don't you Why would do some homework? Of, Why would I want to watch a bunch of husbands? I'm not doing that. Has-beens. Jesus. Some of the great American talent the last 60 years was on that show. Was Roseanne Barr on that show ever? Yeah, of Melissa course. Rivers. Oh, my God, dude. This is the bottom of the barrel. What the fuck? Your guy watches Housewives. Jeez. Yeah, that's different. These people still think they're celebrities. They are. And you know what? They ran a hell of a bake sale. <laughs> okay, can you name one a former celebrity that won that show? Uh... Yeah, see? Big impact. I think Joan Rivers won it one year. Great. What did She's she not coming back. And what did she get? What do you get for winning? She got, uh, I think she got a Traeger barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Big green egg. And then uh, she got a couple of shirts, a beach towel, some new clubs. <laughs> I think... Uh, I think Jason Finley hooked her up with a custom fitting. <laughs> um, and then uh, I think Brett Michaels won too. Oh I'm pretty God. sure Brett Michaels right? won. Yeah. Jesus. Aren't you kind of curious to see what happens afterwards? Like you've, you've heard now does basically he leave, does he leave the office or does everything where everyone said about him owing the $900 million come to fruition? I, I mean, do you want to see like this talk? You're going to jail. Or do you think they just let him God. go quietly? I, I don't know. I mean, that kid's really wild. Look. That the, kid's really wild. A former I, sitting president goes to jail? I, Dave, I think we have much bigger concerns than what happens to him. I think the bigger concern is, as we are once again on the fast track to purple for Tuesday, where we, we just cannot get out of our own way. That's not the case. Everyone says when this election's over, it's all going to disappear. Well, and that's what I'm wondering, right? When, <laughs> it's not going to disappear. No, but I'm saying what might disappear is the mass confusion that I feel like our entire country is under. We have we have no but relationship. It's the entire world. Uh, yeah, I mean, but Europe's I mean, closing down. But I mean, we have no relationship with Canada. We have no relationship with any of our allies in Europe. Where you go, hey, let's work together. What are we doing? Change notes, exchange notes. What what is working for your doctors that we can do? How do we work together? And try to get this thing under control right now. It's uh, it's an upside down fire drill right now, and so I, that's what I want to see. Dave is is if Biden wins this thing, and he and Kamala Harris go in, do we start to see a little bit more of a structured plan in place for the entire country instead of just this shit that it, it's a free for all, right? I mean, we've said it for weeks. 
Well, of some restaurants gonna, are yeah. open, some yeah. aren't. Well, of course you're going to see a more structure. You're going to see, and it might get worse before it gets better as far as the shutting down part. That I got people it, don't but want. I but, think we could deal with yeah, that. You ha- yeah, you have a guy that's talking about medicine first. You're talking yeah. about a guy that obviously talks about the relations, as you mentioned. Respects with, the experts. I, I mean, it makes sense. Why would you think you know more than the guys who have spent their entire lives studying medicine, studying the human body? So, I mean, this is what's going to be the final book on, on Trump. As many jokes as we just made in the last 40 minutes here. Final book's going to be, this guy had a cakewalk to re-election. All he had to do was acknowledge COVID, but he couldn't. And he refused to acknowledge it, and yet yeah. the economy went to shit because people started dying and getting sick, and he wouldn't acknowledge it was a problem. As a matter of fact, he mocked you and laughed at you if you acknowledged it. Yeah, I mean, look, you've seen it. There's no reason why he's not running away with being uh, going into a second term right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we started to see the issues when Fire and Fury came out, when that book came out, and then... All the other books came out, but I mean the the Brian Stelter book earlier this year, which said he literally was calling Sean Hannity every night for yeah. what? Yeah, how many of those books did he read? Like I'll be honest with you, I didn't read any of them. Mary Trump, none of them. Uh, I'm actually just kind of waiting. I've got I've got three of them. Okay, I've got Fire and Fury by Michael. I think the dude's name is Michael Wolf. How far he, in are you? Oh no, I just I'll tell you. I've got Fire and Fury, Michael Wolf. I've got the Brian Stelter book, and then I've got the Bob Woodward book. And I've just hung on to all three of them, waiting till this thing is settled. And, and then I'll go. Still read them? Oh yeah, for sure. Not the Mary Trump one, even though no. she's the one closest to him. No, I no, that'd be my brother. That's what I'm saying. It'd be bad like mouthing you, and I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't put up with that. Bad mouthing me, it'd be bad like bad mouthing you. I'm not having Thanksgiving bad, dinner and strip clubs with you. He oh, well, I know. And that's why you're getting bad mouthed in chapter one. Your holier than thou bullshit attitude. You're too good for lose lucky ladies in Palm Desert. <laughs> lose lucky ladies. Uh, no, I, I just... Uh, I'm not going to miss Ivanka. I'm not kidding. She was fun to look at. She'll be around. I hope. She'll be around. Oh, yeah. Maybe she gets an Only account from uh, OnlyFans account. You sick, twisted bastard. She's a wonderful lady. She'll... Uh, yeah, she'll be around. I'll tell you what, I won't miss that little fucking pencil neck Kushner. No kidding, right? What a little fucking Don't we dick. look at him and go, what the fuck? Well, that's what I th- say to everybody who's a diehard supporter. You think Kushner's got two fucking minutes f- time for you? Yeah. Why? Exactly right. Why? If any of you are a Trump supporter, well, you think Kushner's fucking telling his daddy-in-law, boy, I just met the smartest guy in the world. He's like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> Back up, please. He'd tell every one of you. Back up, please. Back up. <laughs> We don't need any of them. We need that little shit Sean Spicer out of the way. But I tell you what, I don't know what happens to Graham Ledger. (laughs) He may have to go back to selling that little pastas that he was selling at the Del Mar Fair. Fuck. Anybody thinking about Graham? No. In this situation? What happens to the mooch? (laughs) The, the, The mooch... That, that was the craziest thing I think that might have happened in his presidency. Yeah. The, the mooch comes in, 11 days later, the mooch is out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no, I just, uh, let's just see how it all plays out. We'll, we'll ride it out. And then I think the next couple of <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be long, man. Two months. And then you see what the transition's like. And then hopefully early in 21, we start getting legit plans in place locally throughout the state nationally internationally 
And we could try to find our way back to get back on the right track. That's all we need. No, uh, no more KUSI boat parades. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Well, there goes Paul Rudy's golden mic. He's not. <laughs> nope. He's not winning. Neither's Turco. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. All right. I'm gonna change the topic a little bit. I'm gonna mention a really good guy. Okay, and it's one of your favorite guys, but he did something really cool. Actually, if you look over to your right, you'll you'll see right there. Larry Thomas, who has been a longtime listener of this show and supports everything yeah. we do. Larry is honestly one of the nicest guys. Shows up to every event. Love him. Every charity cause. 28 he, years as a San Diego sheriff. Absolutely. Really good guy. The other day, I received in the mail a birthday present. Oh. From Larry. And I was like, what the hell is this big box? You know? Yeah. And I open it up and... Larry, because I always joke around, and Jeff jokes around, or we aren't joking, we can't fucking see for shit, and he sent you and I glasses, and he sent us a ton of, that's yours, I've been a whole nother set inside the house. Oh, yeah. He sent me a hundred year uh, anniversary of the LA Dodgers that fits my face, a COVID mask that, honest to God, it's the first mask I ever got that fits normal. I can't ever get it to cover like my nose and my mouth at the same time. And so uh, Larry completely buffed me out, sent me a screaming birthday card. I'm not asking for people to do the same thing. I'm just saying. They won't. We, we uh, Don't. So th- my point is we have a lot of people that are dedicated to this show, and we always appreciate it. Yeah. But, um, b- I'm but, but, popping these out. Go ahead. But Larry, Larry, again, thank you very much for thinking of me and thinking of Jeff. Dude, Larry's so cool. We have so many good friends that uh, have supported this show for a long, long time, and they're great. Uh, one of them who has supported it recently I mentioned him the other day. It was his birthday. My friend James Hughes. Yeah. Big fan. Uh, it was great the other day. Today, James gets the F.U. of the day. And I hate <laughs> to do it to him. I hate to do it to him because he's a beloved part of our family, a Patreon subscriber. But he texts me tonight and he goes, God damn, can you believe Rosenthal's gone? I go, what? He goes, yep, Trevor Rosenthal gone. I go, where'd he go? I didn't see anything about that. Ah, he went back to Kansas City. It's crazy. He loved it here. He loved the Mexican food. Man, I thought he'd stay at Lolita's forever. I am, I feel like somebody has just hit me over the head with a folding chair, right? So I got to go read this story. How much did he get? And I find out that they completed the trade. Yes. And the player to be named later was sent to I've Kansas City. This is the second time I've heard this City. today from somebody else. Someone else did the same thing to me. And I said... Hey, James, you need to get your shit together. Yeah, it's good for you. Now, I love the kid. He's family. We're going to go celebrate his birthday tomorrow as a team. I can't wait to get the group all together. And I'm just going to stare and shake my head. (laughs) God damn it. He goes, ah. He goes, shit. He goes, I've read so many mistyped tweets from Palais. I'm off my game. son of a bitch. And he's right back on the good side. Motherfucker. Look. Someone else said the same thing. I think that thing must have been written poorly because someone said the same thing. They, or you can't read. And so, no, he's not the only one. Someone literally told me, Jeff, three hours ago exactly what you just said. Rosenthal's been traded back to the Royals. I go, you can't trade a oh. guy who's not under contract. Rosenthal trade completed with the Royals yes. is, I think, the way it... And yeah. I said, it doesn't work that way. And then I go, read that again, and then, oh, fuck, they just completed the trade. Yeah. So it was, it was written poorly to throw, I think, people off. Rosenthal's like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah um, no, so you, you got to cut him a little bit of a break until he ripped me. But at, this, at the same time, what are you going to do? Other good guy I want to mention, because this is a big day. Okay. Steve Woods is having oh, a baby tomorrow. Man. Having Super a baby exciting. tomorrow. So uh, we, we won't have a chance, obviously, to do a show tomorrow to congratulate him tomorrow. But um, in 24 hours from right now, he'll have another son. 
You remember uh, you remember 24 hours before? Yeah, it's, it's God dang it. It's, funny. it's crazy, right? It's funny you said this. Um, Sean Walchef asked me to do a thing on songs that were important to me, and I said one of the songs, one of my favorites, is September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. And it talks about the 21st night of September. Well, the 21st night of September, Oh yeah. Rita was dying to have the baby out, and we went to a Chinese restaurant and said, if you eat this cabbage soup, you'll go into labor. <laughs> and sure enough, man, she did. That's 98, right? And so, no, 93. Oh, 93. 98 was Jake. Yeah. And so 93. And then, um, man, less than like four hours later, man, we're driving to the hospital. And, uh, you know, 21st night of September, he's born on the 22nd. Damn. But, uh, but but the song's always been a great song. But it's funny how the numbers worked out well there. But, yeah, I, yeah, I remember. And I remember driving to the hospital, Jeff, so fucking fast. Yeah. And I had probably 12 hours to, to spare. But I was like, I just didn't want to be that guy that had the baby in the car. Uh, well, yours was yours a timed C-section. Well, yeah, it was because you knew exactly. No, they were ten. Yeah, they were ten weeks early. So we we had that. I mean, we've told this story, man. October thirtieth. It's the craziest thing for me about this show. You go. What's the craziest thing that happened on the Dave and Jeff show? I I can absolutely tell you because it was October 29th, twenty eighteen, and. uh when you go back to October 30th of 07, uh, my wife and I, everything had been very routine. And she had a fantastic doctor that we just loved. And we had been in for a checkup like uh, the week before. And uh, the regular doctor said, look, I'm just seeing something that's kind of just, I'm paranoid. Do me a favor, go see this doctor next week on, on the 30th, Tuesday the 30th, because I'm, I'm seeing something I just want a second set of eyes on. So we go, yeah, fine. So we go, and we were going to see Jersey Boys that night. And uh, just hanging out, routine. Anybody, Steve and Hannah been through it. You and Rita been through it. Sean's been through it. With Rosie, you've been there, right? We're just checking everything. We're talking about dinner and what we're going to do downtown, where to park, all this shit. And that's when the lady said, uh, you're not going anywhere. Uh, you're not leaving this hospital until these babies are born. And that was the woman who said to me, look, I'm just telling you, I don't know that baby B makes it through the night. That's my son, Jack. And it, so I had always said for the first 10 years of their life, that I had the worst day of my life and the best day of my life in the same week when I thought Jack and, and Vita, too, uh, possibly were gone, and then they were born just a few days later. And October, this has got to be October 27th, 2018, I'm sitting with Jack, and I'm like, man, you know, it's coming up. And he's like, hey, Dad, she was wrong. You understand she was wrong, right? Like, I'm here. He doesn't want to hear the story anymore. Yeah, he's just like, I'm here. What are you, what are you letting her get in your head for? And I'll never forget it, man. We did a show October 29th, 2018, and I came in, and I can't listen. That's the show I can't listen to, where you go, there's certain shows. I can't listen to shows. Uh, the Jake show's really hard. The Erica shows are, the divorce shows are really hard. But for me, if you said, what's the one show I can't listen to? I cannot listen to that show because I've heard it back once. And we tell this story about like, hey, so tomorrow night it's going to be Jack Appreciation Night yep. and we're going to go to dinner. We're going to do all these different things. And I'm like, we're changing the vibe. I'll never forget. We said we're changing the vibe. And October 30th is no longer going to be a bad day. Yep. And I was leaving Carlsbad and driving and I had not 
fuck, I feel like Dave, I had just gotten to this, just coming to the split. My phone rings and it's Josh. And he said, hey man, and he was, I could tell he was shook up. We didn't have a show plan. And he said, hey man, I just gotta let you know Jake passed away. And it fucking devastated me. And I, I've said, in that 24 hours, what became what had been the worst day of my life yep. became the worst day of Dave's life, Frida's life, and a lot of our lives. And I just go, if that's not the craziest fucking thing, it didn't happen October 29th. It didn't happen October 31st. It happened the same day, literally 48 hours after Jack and I had said we're going to change the vibe. And, uh, yeah, that's the – so, um, no, I mean, she she – they were born November 2nd, but it was C-section 10 weeks early. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing we talked about on their birthday the other day. She goes, fuck, guys, sorry. Like, every November 2nd since has been great. That yeah. day sucked. Yeah. Jack was two pounds. Cade was three. Vita's throwing up like crazy because she's sick as a dog. They're in the NICU. We don't know who's going to make it through the night. There's 15 other babies, two of which passed away that day. Like November second, oh seven. I mean, we have very limited pictures, yep. right? Do you have pictures of Rita with with Jake and and with Josh when they were born? With um, both you guys? It's funny with uh, with Jake. Yes, with because you know you and I were doing a doing the pre and post game oh, show for the the Padres. So right um, with Jake, yes, Josh was more like like your situation. Ours was an emergency C section with Josh where. I say it all the time. It was like the movie She's Having a Baby where they threw all that shit at me, all the clothes, put this on. Yeah. We're rushing her in. The baby's heartbeat's going away. Um, and then they were like, we don't know if your wife and son are going to make it. Right. I, dude, I sat there in the hallway and cried. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, 22 years old. What am I going to do? And then you, you had all the excitement a few hours later. I remember they told me you have like two hours. Go get yourself something to eat. And I went and grabbed a sandwich. As soon as I walked into the room where she was, Man, there were ten doctors in there. She's like upside down. They're, yeah, they're th they threw that shit at me, and I was I was it's crazy, shocked. right? Shocked. Yeah, yeah. Like going from this is going to be the best thing ever to the scariest moment of my life. I, absolutely. With the the Jake thing, it's interesting you just brought that up because Josh and I literally talked about it today. We we never talk about it. Yeah. So the 29th, you and I did a show here. Yeah, right here. And where uh, Jeff and I are, there's a fire door. Then there's a hallway where uh -huh. the washer and dryer are. Then there's another door. Then there's the kitchen. Well, Jake, I could hear him screaming in the kitchen at his That's mom. weird. See, I did not hear that. It's funny you've said and that. I was you heard super it. pissed. And I'm like, we're doing a show. I think it's yeah. going through the mic because I could hear it. No. And the show ended. And I mean, I went in that kitchen. I'm fucking, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I was fuming at him. But that's the and 29th? That was the 29th, okay? And we get into a, a, a big argument, and he was fighting, arguing with Rita, and it was over nothing. It was over Halloween candy. Like, Jake, yeah. Jake had gone from losing a, a ton of weight and working out nonstop and always careful what he ate, but he wanted Halloween candy. She said, I'm not giving you the Halloween candy. I'm giving it out in two days. Yeah. And he's like, you know, give me a fucking Twix or whatever the fuck he's yelling at Is this at a her. Tuesday night? <sighs> no. It was. Um no, I'm thinking it's Monday. Okay. Um, so because we were we were doing the show anyway, it was a Monday. 100, percent it was a Monday. 29th was yeah. 29th was a Monday, okay. and we um, I go in and have a big argument with him. Um, I talk to Rita; she's pissed, and then let things kind of calm down. And then I went up and talked to him in his room at 9:30 at night on the 29th. Yeah, and I stood right in the doorway. He was laying on the bed playing video games, and he was talking to me. And we had a 
very good conversation. It was calm the way you and I are talking right now about um, his health because Jake was going through seizures. If it was yeah. a hot day, he was having right. a seizure. And he God, said, Dad, he goes, right. I'm having these seizures. He goes, I'm going to go. Uh, and he had a seizure that day. He hit his head on the yeah. on the island in the kitchen. Fuck. And he goes, I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. He was afraid to go to the doctor for these seizures because he didn't want to lose his driver's license. Yeah. And, he, and that was his big thing. But he knew he had 30 seconds before he had a seizure. He knew every time. I'm having a seizure. And then he would, you know, dad, 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 he would yell for me and then he'd be out and he'd have a seizure and it was terrible to watch, but he goes, this is happening too often. I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. And I said, okay, no matter what happens with your driver's license, your health's more important. And he goes, you're right. I make an appointment as soon as I wake up in the morning. Well, at, from that point that I left at nine 30 to walk down the hallway, um, between, and this is why I believe he died on the 29th, not the 30th. We found him on the 30th Okay, is, is that's when he took the, the fentanyl was, pill. Yeah. And, and someone gave, he thought it was a Xanax. Someone said, take yeah. the Xanax. So we'll take the edge off, get you through the night. Yeah. And, uh, and he took a fentanyl pill by accident and that's what stopped his heart. But that was it. Then we, you know, I went to work, Josh went to work, Rita went to work and then Rita found him. And that's when Josh called you, when the police called me and the, he, uh, the whole deal. The crazy thing was just a couple of weeks before that he and I had been together because he did not go with you guys to New York. And the Boston trip. So he and I had been together all day for the Canelo fight. We've told this story. But the thing was, on that day, we just talked about everything, right? And yeah. especially the focus was on depression. And it, it, anybody who fights depression, I think we'd all agree that you, you, you keep it inside forever. And then uh, when you find somebody that, that fights that same fight, it's it's not like a, a spitting contest. You just start exchanging notes, right? Yeah. And you're like, hey, man, how dark did it get? And you're like, oh, hang on, let me tell you. And you go, wow, okay. They go, what happened for you? How'd you get out? What do you do? It's just you change notes. Like, um, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a unique situation. It and is. and when you're in it and you're in it deep, and I was in it pretty deep at that point. Uh, but not to the level Jake was. And that was the thing that I found fascinating talking to him that day was just saying, hey, man, I haven't been here. Like, walk me through it. And we just, you know, we talked a lot. We really bonded that day. We laughed yeah. our ass off all night, which was really great. And then uh, just I felt like when I would come in after that, for the, the six weeks after that, like he and I just had a – we were always strong. It's funny because I was thinking about the other day, um, on the 30th, yeah, there was probably about a five-year window. I don't even think I saw him. Yeah. Like, I really didn't well, see we him. we weren't doing the show from here. Yeah, we weren't yeah. doing it here, and we were at Extra, and he was fighting the fight yeah, and, and being in the hospital depression. and doing all his shit, and I, I just didn't see him. But I was so thankful that we had reconnected. And a couple of days before that, we had been where at Liberty Station, I think, right? Well, or had we been at Balboa well, Park? A couple, about a week or so before that, he made that video. Remember well, he had done own? the video, which was amazing. And that's when he was asked to speak at Liberty Station. Uh, they asked me, right. We were at Liberty Station, and the guys from Suicide Prevention said, hey, man, because we had put the video out, which was great. And, uh, and the guys from Suicide Prevention said to me, hey, do you think we can get Jake to talk? And so then he and I had talked about that. And uh, He said he was in. Yeah, he was in, right? And and the whole deal. And then we were with Lisa Ann, and he didn't make it out. And I remember, Dave, I remember, I remember, like, obviously not seeing him that day. 
he was expected to come out. It was, you know, the guy, the suicide prevention people understood, yeah. man. Like, there are just days when you're not in it. Oh, he wasn't in it. That was, he was at a low point. He yeah. Went, he went to rock bottom. But the funny thing is that I, I think about that really bugs me is on that day, the 29th, like, I don't know if we had done a show the night before, but I felt like we had just done a show relatively we close to that. We might have done one Sunday and Monday. Yeah, I think, like, I felt like we did. And I think we did, Dave, because we would, we'd been doing, like, Sunday and Tuesday, and I was going to be taking Jack out, so we bumped it to Sunday and Monday. And I had not talked to him on Sunday. And I remember on Monday just kind of wrapping up and being like, not knowing. I didn't hear anything in my ear. Just thinking like, hey, man, I'm going to go check in on him. I haven't seen him. I just remember he was talking about stand-up comedy. A buddy of ours was helping him with some shit. And uh, and I remember at the end just thinking like, fuck, I've been there. You just kind of got to work your thing out. Sometimes you just need a little breathing room. I'll give him a little breathing room, and I'll see him in a couple of days. And then, fuck, man, he's just gone. That's why yeah. I always say I'm like on social media. I write it a lot. Check in on your friends. And it, it's not... Or anything else that, fuck, I wish I had checked in on my friend. Not that I could have done anything, but at least I would have known that I hadn't left that opportunity on the table. And just yeah. talk to him and say, hey, man, where are you at? What's, you know, how you doing? What's going on? Laugh about, you know, let me hear your awful fucking joke of the day. <laughs> and, uh, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry because we meant to take that about, uh, about Steve and Hannah yeah. tomorrow and Bo. And, but I just, uh, you think back to the night before, it's crazy. Yeah. And I know he's been through it with Bo. Yeah. But I I mean Jack and Cade came at the same time and it's just we're talking about uh like you said Dave when they give you those scrubs like that's a wild feeling, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That's a wild man. You're walking that room. Any dad knows it. For my wife had a C-section, so they were you know giving her numbing her up and you kind of sit in this isolation room. Felt like you're in there forever. And then they're like, okay. And you just walk this walk, those hospital lights like you've seen on every TV show. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I don't have any idea what I'm doing. And you just go in and you're like, oh, fuck. Can we delay this another six months until <laughs> I'm ready? And they're like, no, nobody's ever ready. And then, goddamn, they come out and it's, you know, Katie bar the door. It's yep. go time, right? You know what made me laugh was I flipped on uh, this morning because I knew Steve wasn't going to be doing a show for a month, but I wanted to hear the excitement factor about, you know, there's a kid coming in 24 hours. Yeah. And so I flip on and it's just, it's him and Paul. And Paul says, well, you know, eventually I'm going to be a dad and I'm going to be taking a month off. And Steve paused and he goes, no, you aren't. No. He goes, you aren't taking a month off. He goes, here's the deal. I got another one at home. I got a wife who's now going to have two kids at home. I'm taking a month off. This is your first one, Paul. You're not going anywhere. He goes, I might give you two days, maybe, two a, days? maybe a week. If you think you're taking a month off, you're out of your fucking mind. What? He doesn't run Entercom. It was so great of him to say, you know what? I'm going to take your moment right now. If you're looking forward to 30 days away from here, you can go fuck yourself because your job's not going to be waiting for you when you come back. Well, I'll tell you what, Paul. <laughs> you come down. You come down and produce this show. And we'll give you as much time off as you need. We'll probably pay you more, which is nothing. <laughs> and, uh, hey, by the way, along the lines of Paul, congratulations to Megan. Did you see the note the other I day? Absolutely, absolutely loved it. Congratulations. Three years sober, and goddamn, I just I have so much admiration 
Uh, for anybody that's fighting demons. hundred, yeah. And she's great. She's been a huge friend of this show. Yeah. Both. I mean, we love Paul. We love Megan. But I, I just saw that the other day, and it really just was fantastic, man. They're, yeah. they're great people. So congratulations, Megan. Keep fighting. Absolutely. So here's the deal. I'll let Woods know because I don't know how many podcasts we'll be listening to as he's oh, he'll uh, be listening. taking care of these two kids. Is our goal in the next 30 days of this show is to hire both Paul and Hammer away. Oh, yeah. Just so it hurts when you go back. I think we can. <laughs> I, I'm very confident, Dave. I'm very confident. I, who's more confident right now, us or Biden? <laughs> I mean, Hammer's not working. I don't know what his role will be. We're hiring that guy oh, for sure. That's it. Just so Steve's going to go, what the fuck happened? What happened here? It'd be great. And then Paul? Paul's got some good guests. I'd love to have Major Garrett on this show. He can't, he can't land A.J. Hinch. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> not unless he steals the number like he's known to do. Snaky bastard. I love that story. It's such a funny story. You can't say the whole thing. Nah, it's fucking hilarious. Shit. We know, Paul. We know what you're doing, you sneaky <laughs> bastard. We know your friends at Cricket working that system. You know what I heard? Uh, you want inside news? Yeah. I heard... Uh, I heard uh, Steve and Hannah settled on a name. They're going to name him Shep Woods. That's what I heard. Isn't that cool? Shep Morning Woods. That's what they're going to name him. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. They should. Morning oh Woods. What they should do I, is be like. They're, they're going to announce it, right, tomorrow, the name? Yeah, I know he's holding on to it. Did he tell you? No. Don't say it here, but you, you don't know? No. I didn't ask. Okay. The fuck are they? fuck's going on over there well i'm not gonna say it, it i'll, I'll it, tell you off there i'm not gonna ruin it is it the uh it's like the queen right like, or are they gonna have they're gonna be <laughs> someone out there ringing a bell from the balcony i got a fucking life to live come on what they should do is go like george foreman and they should name him bo but like spell it, it b-o <laughs> like they've got like bo jackson yeah i got you because little Bo, right now, Lauren Bo is B-E-A-U. Yeah. God, that fucking kid's a riot. That yeah. fucking kid is a riot. I love that dude. What if he went with Luke? Like, like uh, Bo, Bo and Luke? Bo and Luke Duke. Now we're talking. <laughs> what if he named him Jackson? So we got Bo Jackson Woods. Well, I like that, too. Oh, my God. Oh, damn. Yeah. Anyway, it's gonna. It's congratulations. It's not easy, but it's uh, it's definitely gonna be one of the most well, fantastic memories of your life. Well, here's the great thing, Dave. I I can't imagine how difficult it's been for Hannah the last couple of weeks, selling houses, doing yeah. everything else, still being a mother to Putting stitches in Woods's head. God damn! Right, <laughs> fucking guy falls like Carl Walunda off the high wire. <laughs> God damn, dude. Ah. Uh -huh. No, no, shit. I mean, did, I asked him, did you even land the hammock or did you just sit in it to fall out of it? <laughs> but the great thing is, and I think this is the thing that all of us know. Boy, oh boy, Hannah can get the best night's sleep of her life tonight and especially tomorrow night. Knowing Steve's going to be there to do layman's work every day. God bless him. He's going to jump right in. He'll be a regular Alan Thick. <laughs> 
Good luck seeing Steve on a golf course no for shit. the next 18 years. Nah, uh Just bragging that he just broke 90. Well, it's going to be 190 by the time you come back. He's going to be rolling up his <laughs> sleeves, building sandboxes. God, he's going to be like the Bob Vila of Encinitas. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. All right. <laughs> We've got a lot of stuff to get to. First, I want to mention the guys over at Thrive Fantasy. ThriveFantasy.com. Oh. Yeah, tell you what, you should have tried it. It's Thursday night football. Don't forget, it's a big weekend of sports coming up. ThriveFantasy.com is the place to go. Look, come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. Now, look, this is what makes Thrive Fantasy great. There aren't. It's not a situation where the guys that win all the time nope. are the guys that have these algorithms, these computer geniuses. This is an opportunity for the average Joe to win, to play along and go, I'm a sports fan. I know who's good. I know who's going to help me get the money. And guess what? Thrive Fantasy is the place to go. Try it out, thrivefantasy.com. Well, the fun thing is I'm going to play. I've already called out tonight Dan Williams, Brian Curry, Al Taylor, uh, Flugs. Yep. And the easiest guy to take money from this weekend would be Walchef because it's Raiders Chargers. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to bet Hunter Henry. I'm going to bet Tyrod Taylor, the money badger. I mean, you don't really go up against anybody. They're really the only way you're, it's up uh, you against uh, the game. Yes. But what I love is, let's take that Charger Raider game. Okay. You're going to have 20 different props in that game. You choose 10 of them. Yes. Now, if one of them was, will the Chargers lose this game on the last play, that should be about <laughs> minus 500 because that seems to be what they've done every week. But it's so much fun. Because it's how does Justin Herbert do in the game? It's yeah. not just, oh, it cost me 1200 to plug Justin Herbert in. It's can Justin Herbert throw three touchdowns in this game? Goddamn no, he's not throwing three <laughs> touchdowns. But can Derek Carr throw three touchdowns? Sure he can. When you go through and you start looking at the different props for each game, Dave, it is so much, uh, it's so much more challenging than just – Setting a lineup, you really have to know, and I feel like it's taking daily fantasy to the next level. Here's the great part. Uh, Thrive has over 75,000 guaranteed prizes weekly, already is awarded over $1.75 million in cash prizes. So how do you win? Very, very simple. All you have to do is go to Thrive Fantasy, use our promo code, which is D, like David, A-J-S, short for Dave and Jeff Show. When you sign up, you're going to receive an instant match of up to $50 on your first deposit with four times rollover. Again, download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Play Store by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Use that promo code DAGS when you sign up. Again, an instant match for up to 50 bucks on your first deposit. I cannot wait. I'm going to play the Vikings-Lions this week. Perfect. Because I think Dan's a Lions fan. Yeah. And I'm either going to be talking big or I'm going to be whispering when I'm back here on Monday. And I'm absolutely going to cash in on the Charger Raider game because there's no chance that the Chargers can hang with the Raiders. Oh, absolutely right. I, I'm with you 100% on this. It's going to be an exciting time. Again, check D -A it out. D-A-J-S is your promo code. Jump in to get that match right now. 
ThriveFantasy.com. Absolutely. Also, Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy that wants to help you get out of debt. He's also the guy that can get out of the rental market and get you buying your own home. Everybody wants to own their own home. Dan can walk you through the process on how to do it. Nobody wants to be in debt. Nobody wants to be in the rental market. Dan Williams can change your life for the better. Call this number, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Boy, I tell you what, Dan is a fascinating follow on social media because if you've been following him on Twitter or if you've been following him on Facebook, he has been writing stories saying, how will the election impact the housing market? And I think for any of us that have talked about buying a house or selling a house, you want to know, hey, is the, is the market going to continue to go up or could we see it balance out? Well, when it does, you're going to want to make sure that your finances are ready to go. Dan can do all of it for you. 858-688-6813. Again, 858-688-6813. Also, Brian Curry is the guy when you're looking for that perfect home. He'll help you find that home when it's time to buy. He's also the guy to help you sell the home you're currently in. If you're looking for an upgrade or you're looking to downsize because the kids are out of the house, Brian Curry can make it easy for you. He knows San Diego County better than anyone else. He's also in the property management business. So if you need someone to manage your property, Brian Curry can do it all for you when it comes to real estate. Call his number, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Well, I think it starts with Dan Williams right now, Dave, and that's to get your finances in order because we're getting ready to go into the holidays, right? We've got Thanksgiving and just what is it two weeks three weeks from tonight yeah. is thanksgiving and then shortly after that is christmas but you get dan's plan in place for your finances and i think a lot of people start looking over the next couple of weeks to say when do i jump into the housing market and boy when you do i can't think of anybody better than brian curry to help you out where do you want to be in san diego i think that's the question is there are so many different areas and it feels like a lot of people have gotten really, really comfortable working at home. And what it's done is it's greatly impacted the commute. All of a sudden, yep. now the commute is manageable. And it's hard for me to think that it's going to be that crazy anytime again soon. So what does that mean? Well, it means if you work in San Diego and you've always thought about living in North County, now you can do it. Vice versa. If you work in uh, North County, but it's a little expensive, you want to downsize, maybe come south of the 52, Man, nobody better to help you than with than Brian Curry, as Dave mentioned. Uh, phone number is 619-251-1588. And office right there in central uh, Sabre Springs, right by the 15. But give Brian a call, 619-251-1588. Whether you're selling that house or buying a house, nobody better than Brian Curry. Absolutely. Also, if you notice, today it was a little bit warmer in San Diego County. Yeah. It's November, but the temperature keeps going up. It is hot tonight right now, even as we're doing the show. Nothing's better than having that perfect pool in your backyard. It's November. It's California. You could jump in that pool almost 365. That perfect pool starts with Alan Taylor and tailored made pools. More than 20 years in the business, Alan Taylor can turn your backyard into a staycation. Call him. Let him walk you through the details of what you're thinking about, and he'll help you get there. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Boy, and, and Dave, the one thing we don't talk enough about is the full remodel on either commercial or residential. And if you're part of an HOA board, go out and take a look at your pool because I think it's one of the things that people are going to want to do the most and do the, the fastest is when you're given the opportunity to get out of the house, get out of lockdown, man, people want that opportunity to come back and hang out in the pool. 
So if you're on that HOA board, I know you're fascinated about putting out the gas lamps all around the back, but nobody gives a shit about a gas lamp. Start taking a look at that pool. And then you call my man Al Taylor and you say, you know what I want? I want the Dave and Jeff special. And right now, Dave, uh, for the first 15 people that call and have cash only, because it's politics, with all respect to Joe Biden, uh, beautiful woman, smart woman, but it's the Ivanka special. Like Dave it. mentioned it earlier. First 15 people, cash only. You say Dave and Jeff show when you call Alan. He's going to come out. He's either going to build you that new pool or he's going to remodel that pool. Not only is it going to be the Ivanka special, Dave, but this is, this is the hidden gem. He's going to build it in the way that Donald looks at her. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that. Yeah, what does that mean? It means it's going to have an angel halo above her head, you sick pervert. My goodness. My God. <laughs> Rain it in over there. What's going on with you, Tubin? All right. So, again... <laughs> Twice I've been called two, but in one show. <laughs> I, well, for a reason. God, your eyes spun around like it they did. were at uh, goddamn uh, Pachanga. <laughs> 619-449-4452. Kyle Fluker's your guy for that website. If you're looking for a website to give you a little bit of a boost to make a little bit of money or you're looking to start your own brand new business, Kyle Fluker can walk you through that process. Get things started and do it right the first time. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. 6621. I owe an apology to Kyle Fluke. Good. What'd you do? Because I was promoting Thrive Fantasy tonight, and, and it gave me a chance to promote all the guys we love, right? So I said, hey, I can't wait for uh, this weekend when we introduce everybody on the team, and I can't wait to beat Curry, Williams, Taylor, and especially you, Fluker. I know what he did to deserve that. I'm just having fun. Uh Look, man, there are some websites out there. Shout out uh, to great customer service and a great website who who buffed us out today. It was the our friends at SiriusXM. Um, because for the app, I couldn't get the Stern channel. Really? And so I called today, and, man, Dave, it was a five-minute phone call. They walked me right into the website. It was a three-step process on the website, got everything updated, and now I'm good to go, the good. whole thing. And I would say, yes, the customer service people that answered were great, but the website made it incredibly easy for me. I was so happy. We've been customers are there. We worked there for years. And now you look at it and you go, man, that's the way you have to do it. Yes. I would just say for any of you that have a website, uh, d does it leave people at that same level of satisfaction within a five-minute call or a five-minute visit because if it doesn't, then you're doing it wrong and Kyle can help you. I would say this too. This would be the other thing that I highly encourage. Man, there are a lot of you. And I think about disappointing Joseph, our friend Tad Ryan. I think about my friend Joe Carlo in Toronto. And so many others that whether you draw, you paint, you take pictures, you're a musician. Uh, Flugs is, is a guy where you put up these quick little Instagram videos and we see them for 15 seconds and they go away and be proud of what you do. A lot of us love it. We just need some place to go. And I can't think of a better time when we all need a distraction from real life. Give Kyle a call, build that website, feature your art, whatever that art may be and turn people onto it. Let us know the website that Kyle builds for you. We'll be happy to promote it here. Absolutely right. 
All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? This is November 5th. We're going to start off with a person that's no longer with us. Very okay. sad story. Okay. Ike Turner. Left a good job <laughs> in the city. Ike lived in San Marcos. Is that right? I'm not talking to you, LMA. How great was uh, that movie? Wasn't that Lawrence Fishburne? Yeah. And What's Love Got to yeah. Do With It? Angela Bassett? Yeah. That was a wild movie, wasn't it? That was really yeah. good. Um, yeah, Ike lived right up there in San Marcos no forever. Idea. How old would he have been today? Uh, 88. 89. Really fucking good. 76 when he passed. No shit. Yep. Damn. 76 when he's passed. All how right. How much? Uh, God, I really don't want to be. I mean, you know, he, he well, wasn't the best you, guy. No, he wasn't the best guy. More than you think, by the way you're talking. All right. Well, if it's more than I think, then I'm going to say 100,000. 500,000. Shit. <laughs> you called bullshit? Or you said, oh, shit. What did you say? <laughs> 500,000. Right Come on. Right? For what? Exactly. I don't know. Fuck, man. he didn't write Proud Mary. No. <laughs> John Fogarty did. You hear the original, though, that those guys did that yeah. Phil Spector put together? I never heard it. Like, if you're John Fogarty, you're like, dude, I wrote Proud Mary. Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of songs, right? Yeah. Like, that. there's never been a more overrated fucking guy than Leonard Cohen. Yeah. People, oh, Leonard Cohen. Fuck off. <laughs> right? But Leonard Cohen wrote Hallelujah. You hear different versions of Hallelujah? Yeah, everybody like, sings it. Yeah, like Jeff Buckley yeah. or some other yeah. ones. You go, fuck, that's really good. Here, yeah. uh... Leonard Cohen sing, I heard there was a secret chord. You're like, who the fuck's this? That's a dick who wrote it. Yeah. John Fogarty, man. I'm a Creedence guy all the way. But you hear what Phil Spector put together with Ike and Tina, you go, oh. She's like, we don't do anything so easy. Like, God damn, Tina, how old are you? 88? I'm coming over right now. I'm going to stop by the store, get some Andre champagne. Some of that beef jerky you like, and shit. Let's get after it. Let's get after it. Here we go. Chris right. Jenner. I fucking round two. Let's go to the yeah. liquor store, get some Andre champagne. <laughs> some of that jerky she likes. Nothing wrong with Chris Jenner. I think Chris Jenner is cool. I think she's I hot. Yeah, I do too. Uh, okay, how old is another she? Another San Diego girl. He's talking about San Diego. I'm going to say she's 63. 65. No, looks great. Looks 61, if even that. Maybe 51. How much is she worth? Holy cannoli. I'm going to say 300 million. That's what I would have thought. It says 140 million. Bullshit. Yeah, I think it's more than Dude, that. Dude, she's right? loaded. You know she's I mean, milking those she, kids. Yeah, how's she, 100, how's she 140 and we did, uh, I don't want to say Bruce, um, Caitlin, Caitlin the other day. Well, it was 100 million. Yeah. Come on. Joe Jackson's like, you got to be milking these kids. What are you doing over there? Okay. Okay, here we go. Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, damn. 29. 28. 28. Okay. Uh, $60 million. Uh, $25 million. Dude, he's got to be worth more. From endorsements, sure. he played in New York. I'm with you. That's the what money he's made. Whenever I look it up, I always look go three places, and it came out at $25 million every time. All right. All right, Brian Adams. Brian Adams, I've seen him a couple of times know, in concert. That was a good one. Saw him the last time, I think it cost us eight bucks to get in. And we were there with about 111 other people. He was fun, though. Brian Adams, I'm going to say 60. 61. 
How much is he worth? Well, fuck, he made no money that night. I guarantee he lost money. He's worth more than you think. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Well, it's all Canadian, though. Oh, that's Canadian true. money. So fucking, you got you to gotta knock it down by 60%. How much is that fucking knucklehead worth? I'm going to say he's worth uh, $20 million. It says $65 million. Really? That's what it says. People love cuts like a knife. They, they do. Summer 69. Oh, shit. That's first real six string, right? <laughs> all right. Last one. Tatum O'Neill. She's a little bit fucking loco. I think yeah. I could hang with yeah, her at the saying. Chico Club. Would you throw her one? Yeah, but I might get shanked at the end. You might find me dead, but... <laughs> All right, let me ask you this. Yes. I'll answer the question in a second. Okay. And, and this is not directed at Tatum O'Neill. Okay. I'm just going to say in general terms. Good. Let me answer for Tatum O'Neill first to clear her off the okay, books. Because I don't want my scenario to be associated with her. Okay. I'm going to say she's... I think I can do this, man. I think she was, I think she's, uh, I'm going to say she's 60. 57. Fuck. I was off on that. How much is she worth? Uh, Ryan lost all his money beating up photographers. Is that why? Okay, that might explain a lot from what I, what the answer is for me. Go ahead. I'm going to say $3 million. It says 500000 Same as Ike Turner. Ah, I should have married. And so... <laughs> <laughs> so, can you imagine Ike Turner and Tatum O'Neill hook it up? That yeah. would be on the cover in the choir. Does the yeah. choir even exist anymore? No. Okay. All gone. So, uh, yeah, 500000 for Tatum O'Neill. All right. She had three kids, I think, with McEnroe. Yeah. Then he married the chick from Scandal. Yeah. She was always pretty yeah, hot, that's too. That's right. Yeah, she's cool, too. So, he, John did okay. All right. Let's say I just die a tragic early death, and I'm found just... Uh, yeah, I, I I have a low pain tolerance, so I don't want to get stabbed or nothing. Okay, do you do you think you have a low a low pain tolerance? Oh yeah, somebody stabbed me. Oh, I okay. like I'd have to go like be shot. <laughs> my kid asked me that question. I think everybody wants to answer that question with I have a tremendous pain tolerance. No, fuck no. Yeah, he he when I said yes, I do. He goes bullshit. He it pissed me off that he said bullshit. Yeah. What would your kid say? Would they say that you have a low pain tolerance? Ah, dude, I play football every Sunday, and then I crumble to the ground, and they're like, get up. I had a kid the other day on Saturday who yeah. was as close as you and I right now, and I was doing soft toss, throwing baseballs at him. Yeah. kid's 18, and he hit a baseball into my knee from this distance oh. as hard as he could swing. Do you want to throw up or well, cry or well, both? I told him ahead of time, don't fucking hit me. I got been yeah. hit twice in maybe 27 years of doing this drill. Yeah. I'm not going to fucking hit you. And that kid smoked me. And, uh, it, and it was one of those where I, I was fine all the way until I got in the car. Right. <laughs> and then my knees are the size of my head. Right. And I'm like, son of a bitch, this has hurt for a week. Yeah. They, <laughs> we, go, uh, we go every Sunday to Coronado. And it's not even a full-size football anymore. It's, yeah. But like I tell them all the time, like, give me a chance to warm up. Like somebody pretty close to me is a doctor, so I'm crying all the time. I'm convinced I need elbow surgery. Well, how much should you warm up? None. <laughs> I just come out and start. Hey, someone says, do you stretch? Yeah, fuck. no, fuck no. I hate stretching. We stretch the defense. <laughs> and then, uh, but we, th- we throw every Sunday. We've done it for about nine straight weeks. Yeah. And all of a sudden after about, fuck, it's got to be after about 20, you start feeling it in your elbow. And you're like, fuck, this must be what Kirby Yates felt like, except for he's throwing 80 miles an hour faster he's than I am. He's making a lot of money. Yeah. 
But you're sitting there, you go, ah, you game up, right? Now you start to now you start to stretch. You start warming that arm up a little bit. And the fuckers don't help me at all. They keep running deep patterns. Jesus. So you can't tell them move up like a bitch. So you gotta try to uncork it again, and then you feel it in your shoulder. And then you're back and you're just like, ah. Oh. And you just you can't like you can't even lay down. It just hurts. And then they're like, get up. Like, get up. God. Come on, five more each. I'm like, five more? We'll do five more handoffs. Um, so no, I have no- You're running, you're running the wing tee. Everyone else is yeah. throwing to their kid. No, I have no pain tolerance. I just, I swear, I, I don't I don't drink. No. But maybe, you maybe just like- why, Maybe that's why everything hurts. Everything hurts. I'm like, fuck, don't I have Lexapro left somewhere? Fuck, I know it's the wrong kind of pain. Just give me like eight. Make it all go away. And then on Sunday, I'll be out there again. Yeah. So, no, I have no pain tolerance. But, Dave, if you found that I had been tragically murdered in an East County motel. Okay. Right? Uh, the hitching post right there. I mean, just the most sad motel ever. You're like, fuck. But then you find out that the lead suspect is a former Hollywood teen star actress right? Who got a little crazy in life. Okay. Now there's no drugs in my system. You just find out well, who knows what they were doing, but goddamn, she got pissed enough at him to, to kill him yeah. at the hitching post. Does that give me any street cred at all? I think so. If it I came out, so. it was like Christy McNichol or something. Fuck yeah. You already said, uh, I forgot Joni had died. Aaron Moran. Aaron Moran. Yeah. Kim Richards? Yeah. What do you think Scott Bayo was thinking? It was like, Aaron Moran's my love interest. Are you fucking serious? You see what Fuck. I'm pulling when the cameras are off? Yeah. I'm banging Marion yeah. Ross. <laughs> How's that kid holding up the last couple of days? That stupid shit. I, I hope know. that doesn't impact his career. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you found out that it was like that, yeah. right? Lita Ford? Like an old, right? That doesn't count. Lita Ford, people are like, what the fuck happened to Jeff? <laughs> yeah. Can't do Lita Ford. Where's my street cred? Chris McNichol might Chris be street Chris McNichol, be, yes. Yeah. God damn, can you believe he was hooking up with Chris McNichol and then fuck, she murdered him. The fucking itching post. I heard it on the scanner app. Couldn't believe it. Isn't that ironic? He turned me on. And then they said, yeah, that's it, dead. Room 69, <laughs> wink, wink. Christy McNichol. Holy shit. Holy shit. I was thinking the oldest teenage star I could think of. <laughs> yeah, like who else? Dude, I don't know. I can't think of any of those girls that were on Eight is Enough. That's what I was trying to think of. Oh, how about... Uh... If it was Charlene Tilton, that would be another one to give you a little bit of credit. I'll give you this. What if I get murdered at the hitching post by somebody with three names? Uh... The girl from the Waltons, the hot one, the dark-haired one. Dude, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't think I remember about the Waltons when they'd say goodnight at the end of the show. That was weird. It was weird. Oh, uh, I can't think of You know of the when chick. they wrote that show, because most shows are 22 minutes long. Was that show yeah, an hour? Probably. Okay, where they're like, well, we can say fucking four minutes every episode. Yeah, if I have 97 people say goodnight. Jesus Christ. What's that grandma's problem? <laughs> What's her It's her fucking problem. Probably all in. Was Richard Thomas the only one to do anything after that show? You know what? You mentioned that guy. 
so we had talked about going to New York. There had been a trip to New York, and they were doing uh, To Kill a Mockingbird yeah. on Broadway. And I go, man, that'd be kind of wild, because Jeff Daniels had been playing Atticus Finch, right? Yeah. And now, I guess Ed Harris is doing it on Broadway. What I heard was, actually, I got to I gotta clear this up. There's probably somebody that actually understands theater. Yeah, Cost. They'd be upset. Yeah, Cost would be upset with me. They're actually touring To Kill a Mockingbird, and it's going to come, I think, at some point, they hope to circle through San Diego if the Civic Theater ever gets back open. And I was like, oh, man, you know, who's, who's going to play the lead? It's fucking Richard Thomas. Oh, Jesus. Like, I saw... Fucking Richard Thomas. Yeah, I saw Death of a Salesman yeah. with Brian Dennehy. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Like, he won a Tony. That, like... Like, I'm not a big theater guy, but if you could see... like Somebody if it was big time, yeah. Yeah, like, if it was, uh, you know, like, uh, oh, Dave, fuck. I had, the, I had all teed up. I was going to get you all excited. And then I completely fucking whiffed on the guy's name. The guy who was in the TV show with um, Helen Hunt. Paul Reisner? That's what I was going to say. Paul Reisner. <laughs> Fuck. I had all teed up and I fucking locked up. I was like, now if To Kill a Mockingbird's coming to town, Paul Reiser's in the lead. Fuck yeah, I'm going. I'm bringing Vera. <laughs> bringing Vera. I couldn't remember. I kept wanting to say Paul Rubens. I still, <laughs> I'd go see that. <laughs> <laughs> I might too. <laughs> I'd go see that above Richard Thomas. Oh my god! All right, here we go. Five random questions. We'll find right, through these. One it. of them, I think I've already asked. I think I asked you this one. How much time did you spend watching the presidential election? Um, I, so let's put seventy-two hours on the clock. Out of seventy-two hours, how many? How many do you think you've watched? Uh combined, probably four. Really? Yeah. Good for you, I, honestly, God, proud of you. How much for you? Seventy-two. Fucking sixty-two at least. It's gotten <laughs> been embarrassing. Yeah, no, and nothing's I happened. The score's still the same as we're sitting here right now. Well, I think though, Dave, for me, this one's really exciting because it's the first one that my kids are really invested in. That's they turned thirteen on Monday, and when you're nine, you're not really paying attention. Yeah. Um. So it's the first one, and and they get kind of fucked because in four years they'll be seventeen. They'll just yeah. miss out Happen on being able to. So they their birthday. Um, is a little off, but they were really into it. And so we went, uh, we were over there on Tuesday night. It was my son Jack and I just hanging out. And uh, and my son Jack is just like this. Every time, dun, 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 dun. Okay, breaking news out of Philadelphia. What we are learning right now. Hey, Dad, guess what? Hey, did you see last night on Raw? Did you see what happened with Paul Heyman? And I'm like, dude, like, uh, do you hear anything? Like, if they're, like, breaking news, something's coming in, I don't need a fucking Paul Heyman story. <laughs> it was really good. You should have watched it. Yeah, that guy. Zero fucks given. That's going to be... That is his license plate. I never met a guy at fuck since he was nine years old. Never met a guy who gives less of a fuck <laughs> every day than that fucking guy. It's great. <laughs> fucking love that kid. He's the best. Okay. All right, here we go. What's your biggest regret in life? Uh... Oh, shit. I like this. Uh, this one's good. Oh, I would say the biggest regret in life is we probably should have signed the petition at KFMB. I didn't look at that enough to realize that you had a young kid. I, I just bought my first house. Okay. 
I just already was feeling guilty. You don't need to At pile on kids. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. They, that I think, um, I don't, I still think we get fucked in the yeah. end on that deal. But I think if we had looked at big picture and not been so, you know. Do the right thing. Yeah, because it didn't mean shit. The fucking AFTRA fucked us. Like, I I love when people talk about AFTRA and SAG, how great they are. The the San Diego chapter was the biggest fucking joke. They couldn't wait to cash our fucking check every month. And then when we needed them, they ran and hid. Fuck that. Don't tell me. I I can't speak to anybody else's union. I don't know. I used the one in L.A. and they were great. The one in San Diego was terrible. Yeah, same group of guys. I mean, same. Yeah, I mean, we're all under the same umbrella, but the local chapter was embarrassing. That would be it, I think, uh, would be the one I'd admit to on the air. Yeah. And then I'll tell you a different one off. (laughs) All right. What's your favorite high school memory? Oh, oh, shit. It involves my uh, friend, Tim Griffin. My friend, we had a lot of fun in high school. I really did. Like, I hope my kids enjoy. I just didn't pay any attention to my grades, so I constantly... I was saying to uh, two kids, uh, my uh, Jaden, who will play at Bishops, and Dante, who will play at Helix. Um, I was saying, man, watch your grades, because there's nothing more frustrating than going through spring drills and then having that first fucking report card show you at a 1-8, and then you can't fucking play, and then you got to sit there like a schlep in the stands while everybody you played with is on the field. but my favorite high school memory was we did, they used to do air bands at San Diego. And uh, I think this is a San Diego thing, by the way. Air bands? Seems like every high school I'm, I coach at, everyone talks about their air bands. Air bands were really fun. So our, our, we'd done one junior year and that was fun. But then senior year, uh, it was me, my buddy Tim Griffin, who's a regular listener to the show. And. Uh, Shawnee West and Tim Castanelli, who wins a thousand body surfing championships all the time. Maybe the best body surfer in the history. Fuck Bobby Bethard. Tim Castanelli runs Bethard into the ground. I don't care the cast is 60 years younger. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he schools, <laughs> schools Bobby. Um, but for our senior year, we did the doors. And somebody, cool. somebody I'd have to think of got us a van, like an old Volkswagen van. And so we parked it right behind the amphitheater at San Diego, and we had like 60 incense burning in there. So we're all basically stage two lung cancer. But as these other fucks are up there doing village people or whatever they're doing, right? The Osmond brothers. <laughs> all, all you're seeing is this van where smoke is just pouring out of it. Yeah. Like the fucking van's on fire. And, uh, and Griff, which is unbelievable fucking has bike the nike spandex pants on and we did live gloria but where we got fucked was uh the principal at san Diego, sal ramirez was judging that day and there's a line in there live gloria you know wrap your arms around my wrap your arms around my neck wrap your legs around or wrap your hair around my skin basically he's fucking her like, let's cut right to yeah, it. Yeah, okay. And all of our teachers, Mike Davis, John Davies, Mike Mangan, Lonnie Madrid, all these fucking guys that were just great. They're all fucking old stoners that love the doors, so they know what's coming. Yeah. 
And Sal Ramirez, this old bag of bones, he fucking hears it. He just, I'm looking right down at him, and he just gives us the old fucking red X. But what sucked was they had filmed everything. And, like, I would have loved Tim, our buddy Marky Domrez came up. Griff was fucking amazing. That's a four, I think Griff lettered four years in baseball and football. Like, he's the most mellow guy. Went to Stanford. He's a fucking maniac, is Jim Morrison. I would love to have that video. That's cool. Uh, he sent me a picture of it. I don't know how somebody got him a picture, so I got a picture of me and Griff and Shawnee. What's your best high school memory? Oh, man. That's a great question, because I don't know if I had a lot of good ones. Um, Not for me. St- Ronald McDonald for no, me. No, it was I mean, probably just, just sports teammates. You know what I'd say? I mean... It, it, it was. I told you, I went to a school where I was by far the minority. I mean, yeah. I, th- there were you know three white guys in the school, and uh, when we would play, the girls look like Lisa Lisa. <laughs> when we would play other schools, I got jumped all the time, and you know my teammates would say because it was it was basically it was a magnet school, so everybody came from a different area of Los Angeles. It wasn't like we all lived in the same yeah. neighborhood. We all had to be bussed in from 10 Fuck. to 15 miles away. That sucks. Oh, it did suck. And then we um, we went through it, but the kids that I went to school with would say to me, my teammates would say, dude, we can't defend you because we go back to the same neighborhood of the guy that uh, fought you, and then we're getting jumped. That's a great and feeling. And so oh, it, was, it was awful, man, for a couple of years. But I remember my senior year, um, all that went out the window. It oh, was nice. It was, that's my teammate. Good. You know, big hit there was a hug there was a high five there was it was okay to show hey that guy's wearing the same uniform as me and there was an acceptance after three years but yeah it was brutal man hell i told you i got shot at three times in high school not from the people in my school but when we'd go to another like we went to lock high school where eddie 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 murray and ozzy smith went yeah someone shot right at me i got shot in koreatown i got shot at by tommy's over there on rampart right right through my fucking front windshield went right through my seat right over my shoulder into my car my my seat well, I would just say this, Dave, and I think this is a good lesson for everybody. <laughs> Don't go to school in the hood. There's a lesson that says uh, if you go into school, there's an asshole in every room. And if you go into a room and you can't figure out who the asshole is, maybe it's you. So you get shot at once. Yeah. You hear about that from anybody. Yeah. Terrible, right? Yeah. Second time, huh? You get shot at twice? I mean, fuck. I mean, Gerald Ford got shot at twice, so we give him the benefit of the doubt. But three times? Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. You know the old saying? I used to try to tell Jake and Josh these things, and Jake broke one down that I thought was so funny. He did it wrong as a little kid, but the old saying, opinions are like assholes. Yeah. You know, everybody has one. <laughs> Jake used to always say, Opinions are like assholes. Once you give in your opinion, everybody knows you're an asshole. <laughs> I would go, well, that's not how it goes, but I think yours might be a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck is that great. That's fucking great. All right, here we go. Two more for you. All What's right. your favorite thing about San Diego? Oh, shit. Um, it makes me crazy. But there are days when it's just kind of like that that neighborhood feel that we have. Like, look, man, San Diego surprised us voting in yes on Prop E. Yeah. I, dude, I appreciate San Diego's taking pretty good care of me. Me too. Like, yeah, they're taking pretty good care of me. I, I think having grown up here and loving it here, I mean, I, I think that's the thing uh, that a lot of this town, and I don't take this for granted, Dave, but I, I've been pretty vocal in a lot of shit. 
as far as calling it Mayberry by the Sea, but I, I sure don't come at it with venom. I just come at it from frustration. Like, yeah. but look, man, what's going on over at, at, uh, in Mission Valley right now and what hopefully moves forward, uh, in the Midway district with those 48 acres, fuck, that's exciting. And that, and that's cool. Um, but from a particular place, I mean, come on, man, like go, go grab tacos and hang right there at Carl's, uh, Carlsbad beach. Or, or like I said the other day, Los Solos, find me anybody who's having a bad day in Coronado, right? Like uh, Dave, I'll tell you, it's not fucking around realizing and just laughing my ass off and go, you know what? IB is kind of fun. And now I got to go on and fucking admit that I'm a dipshit. But, uh, but I appreciate it especially. I think my favorite thing about San Diego is that uh, we kind of alluded to it earlier. When on this particular show, unlike any show I, I can think of uh, locally, man, this show during this podcast, there were some really, really fucking dark moments. Really dark. And uh, and this city fucking was there for us always. And uh, and man, I, it gives you chills when you think about it. Yeah. Like for different days, right after Jake or or the the day I talked about having to drop Kate off and fuck Erica after Erica or just other days, man. The amount of support that just overwhelms and and I still get people that will send me direct messages and just say, "Hey, man, I'm just checking in yeah, on you." Too. Fuck. That does, I don't know. Maybe it does, but I, I don't know where else it happens, but I know it happens here, and sure I, I like it a lot. makes uh, me really proud to be from here. You know, it's funny. I, I used to say when I moved here, you can't beat this place when you consider the weather, the traffic, the people, but doing a radio show yeah. is a whole different introduction to people. And the thing that really woke me up was that the show we did when we raised money for the girl's funeral. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, this a town. A follow. Yeah, that little girl a follow. This town rallies. And then they rallied around us. And so yeah. uh, I'm with you. Uh, for me, I mean, it's great knowing the beach is always there and the sunset's always fantastic, but the people have really rallied around uh, you and me. It happened to me on Monday. On Monday, I'm at Costco in La Mesa. And it's just it's a Monday. It's packed. And uh, my ex said, hey, will you run over there? You have a membership. Will you run over there and grab the guy's a birthday cake. Uh, yeah, sure. So I go over, God damn, uh, it's the first time I've been in Costco since this all happened. I haven't yeah. had to go. So I'm in there and on a Monday at 12 noon, it's packed, right? Yep. Packed. So you go back, you find the uh, birthday cake and Dave, what I'm laughing about is I honestly just bought the same thing on oh, Monday for the, the house. Like Larry got us, the Costco readers. They got nine lines open, right? So I jump in a line. Everybody's got a mask on. They go up, scan the card. Mark says to me, what's going on radio-wise? <laughs> that kind of shit happens in San Diego. And uh, and just saying, hey, man, I'm not worried about that. But Dave and I are doing a podcast. He's like, fuck, man, I follow you on Twitter. That's the kind of shit where you yeah. go, "That that's... Yeah, all of that happens in this town. It's pretty cool. And yeah. I know... I know Steve's going to feel it uh, over the next 30 days, which is Absolutely. great for him and, and Hannah will as well. Uh, yeah, in those days when everybody's got your back and cheering for you, the newest member of your family, uh, Hacksaw Woods, it's going to be really fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely awesome. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, that's awesome. I got to tell you, I went out before Wait, I asked you the last question. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Well, I told you my favorite thing about San Diego is the people. But uh, I went out the other day. I saw Rubio's filed for bankruptcy. Fuck. Okay? And that's, you know, Chapter 11. You can look any way you want. But I said, 
I love Rubio's. I'm going to sure. go support Rubio's. Yeah. So I call ahead. I do my order at Rubio's, the one, you know, right over by my house. You know where it's at, near the yeah. Chick-fil-A over here. And um, I do my order. and, and they What said, do you get? What's your Rubio's order? Simple, simple as fuck, dude. I get the quesadilla with two fish tacos. Oh, okay. nice. Simple. Okay. And quesadilla then, is a little high price, Ralph. Yeah, like, okay, I love you, man. $11 quesadilla or whatever yeah, the fuck it is. Yeah, come on. <laughs> $9 Cali burrito? Like, Ralph, we love you, man. You're fucking yeah. one of the all-time top five San yeah. Diego success stories. But, dude, like... Come on. Let's get come on. together. We know come on, baby. Cheese and a tortilla cup. Let's go. Let's we got Roberto's right next door. Like, we love you. But come on. Rain that in a little bit. But I still, I say, I'm going to go fucking support it. So I, yeah. I do my order, and I say, I look, and I want the jalapenos, okay? Because I throw jalapenos on, on all my food when I go to Rubio's. Yeah. And... I get up there in line, pick up my stuff, and the lady's like, hey, we didn't get the jalapenos for you. And I said, okay. She goes, well, you can leave. And I said, leave? I go, I, I ordered it. She said, yeah. "She said, you want us to go in the back and make it for you? Well, that's and, how I ordered it. And I go, that's, that was it. That was my attitude. I was like, yeah. well, that's how I ordered it. And if you guys were open and I was sitting in here, I'd be at that bar right now filling up those cups full of jalapenos and putting them on yeah. my food. And I said, she looked at me like I was putting her out. It pissed me off. So I was I was calm, but I said, I'm not yeah. go, I go, how long is it going to take? She goes, it's going to take 10 minutes. I go, I'll be here. Yeah, I'll be here. And so she was shocked that I wouldn't just walk out of there. Well, they've got that. Listen, this is the thing that I love about Rubio's, and they encourage it all the time. When they give you that receipt, they there there should be a survey yeah. right there. And I know they from talking to people, man, they pay attention to that thing. You yeah. got to fucking fill that survey. You're up. absolutely right. Yeah, because they're... They're really great, yeah. and and people have, look, it's like anything. They're, we all know it. Yeah, my family, we go all the time. That's why we're yeah. going to support it. Jake loved it. Josh loves it. My wife will eat it. We, 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 we've gone to Rubio's for years like everybody else. Anyway, it was a different ordering experience. Let it go. Whatever. I said I'd wait. That's not where I got upset. Where I got upset was the guy behind me, who was supposed to be six feet back. Oh, yeah. He is, <laughs> dude, like that. He's on your neck? Heavy breathing, What's going on with people? He, he had a big belly, and he was touching my back with his Did stomach. you like that? And make you feel like you're back at Sing Sing. There were three registers. You watch up, dude. There are three registers, and finally, I turn around. What is around, with people? Right, I turn around. I look at them, and I said, "Hey, man, fuck off!" I go, Why are you doing that? Why are you gonna be because, profane? Why? Because he was in my space. He was touching me with his stomach. And I'm like, all sweaty. Yeah. I'm like, dude, get the fuck away from me. Go over there. Forget even having COVID. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, like, uh, was it something against uh, something about Mary when Ben Stiller oh, yeah, slid the, down the that guy? guy. Uh-huh. No, no, it wasn't something about Mary. It was along came Polly. Yeah. Okay. There you go. And, Probably uh, know that all the nine <laughs> songs. <in. laughs> so, so the guy looks at me like, what? And I said, dude, fuck off. I screamed yeah. it at him. I said, dude, there are two registers right there. I just told you, that lady I'm yeah. not going anywhere for 10 minutes. So my yeah. jalapenos come out. You're going to stand here with your stomach on me for 10 fucking minutes? Boy, oh boy. Right? What you don't fuck? know what kind of day that guy had? Well, I know what, yeah, I know what kind of day. You could have voted for Trump. Well, what he kind might of day have been he, having a bad day. He gave me. He gave me a horrible day. I'm talking about it right now. Fuck. You might have voted fucking, for Barbara Bree. He probably hates a new... Well, good luck bringing that guy on for oh, Patreon. Okay. You owe me five bucks. Good deal. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Last one. All right. What's your least favorite thing about San Diego? Uh, the narrow-mindedness. I mean, it really is. Right. Now, look, it, it might be changing. I mean, it really makes you think like it might be changing. And, and I'm not, I, I'm so thankful that I'm able now to look at things 
for the benefit of my kids. Yeah. Because at age 13, man, the whole world's ahead of them, right? And you go, okay, redevelop that midway area, whatever's coming, because they both talk about wanting to go to San Diego State, so having the opportunity. I mean, when you think about when the construction's done, they'll graduate high school when they're 17. Like, it lines up pretty well. They could be part of that first kind of group. So I look at that and I go, man, that's really, really good. That's what I like. But I think the biggest thing is um, the Napoleon complex. Like, we really, I don't know why. Like, a lot of people are angry in this fucking town about nothing to be angry about. What are you mad at? Like, get over the Chargers. Watch those teams, right? The team sucks. And they never, they, I don't know. I saw Billy trying to talk the other day. And, Billy, you're just trying to convince yourself. There was no relationship with this team the Jets suck. The Jets continue to be awful. And the Jets are the Jets fans still are as loyal as can be because they know at some point, hopefully the Jets turn it around. And they're looking, the Jets are looking right now at what happened to the Mets. And a lot of the people were cheer for both of those teams. Holy fuck, the Mets couldn't get out of their own way forever. But now the Wilpons are out and Steve Cohn's coming in. He's going after everybody. Yep, Lindor, Arenado, yeah. Springer. Yeah, everybody. And they're rejuvenated. And now they're looking at the Jets and go, well, fuck, I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to come here or what's going to happen. You got to get rid of Adam Gase. But there's there's a passion for it. And anybody that tries to convince me that there was passion for that Chargers team in the last couple of years, there was that night, the first time when we thought they were gone, that was an incredible night. But guess what? I was at the final game. And you know what y'all fucking did? Y'all shuffled out. Y'all went out to your car because you didn't want to be in traffic and nobody gave a shit. So that's the thing. Like, get over it. 70% of people said no money, no tax break, no land. And what the fuck did you think Dean was going to do? So the narrow-mindedness and the holding the grudge makes me a little crazy. But overall, man, it's fantastic. And I, I just couldn't be more. I mean, every town has issues, right? I think race-wise, I think San Diego's pretty good. Yes. Can, compared to a lot of places in the country. Uh, Todd Gloria, fuck, I didn't even realize this. And I don't know. Todd Gloria is the first gay mayor for San Diego. Look at that. Good Did for you? Todd. Yeah. And, and man, he's got a lot to do. But uh, DeMaio's like, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Goddamn Dave. Missed that on that one. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um. But like, fuck! If Carl would have been the guy, we'd have. If Carl's a fucking clown, but we would have supported that. Um, but yeah, man, <laughs> Carl's a clown, but we would have supported. Well, if he was the first gay mayor, we don't care. Is what you're saying? It doesn't matter. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'd have Carl. been like, fuck. That's cool. He's a dork. <laughs> He's a fucking dork. Is right. Jesus. All right, uh, we are back here Monday night. Any chance we know who's president by that point? <laughs> I think we know, but we'll know what the president-elect is. How's that? All right, we'll try that. All right, that was a long show. It was almost two hours. Shit. Look we had a lot to say. A lot to say. All right, we'll see you, see you guys on Monday.
So oh.